I can still remember uh, driving home from uh, one of the golf, local golf courses with my boys when they were smaller. And uh, a song came on the radio. Um, some of you maybe know this country western song. I want to check you for ticks. <laughs> and and, 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 I, and I, I happened to mention as that song came on the radio that that was not a, a, an act of selfless service on his part. He had ulterior motives. And my boys rolled their eyes and said, Dad, it's just a song. And I said, no, actually it portrays a particular value system and attitudes, and they are rolling their eyes because they're, they're little. And, and, and I got to tell you something you should already know, that every show you watch, every song you listen to, everything that comes through your senses is selling you something, an attitude, a perspective, and, and you need to be discerning. And I realize you probably aren't going to pick apart a song when you hear it on the radio right away, but you do need to recognize that we're, we're getting hit with stuff. And uh, so, so maybe you don't want to be like me where you're analyzing it while you're listening to it or watching it or whatever, but, but uh, certainly be discerning. Well, uh, last week we, uh, we started our series on the power of song, and, and we went from the Reformation all the way to uh, Graves to Gardens 2020, and, and we looked at the context and the background and the history of some of those songs and recognized uh, that there, there is a context. Uh, this morning in Sunday school, we started in the book of Colossians, recognizing that it's one of Paul's prison epistles, and he writes from prison. That, that changes things. So the songs we sing, and this morning I want to talk about the words we sing. And relax, I thought about it and decided I'm not going to have us sing six different songs with pathetic theology and then pick it apart because you'd all go home and bake depression cookies after church this morning. I'm not going to do that. But what I want to do is I want us to focus on some aspects of, of our songs in the hopes that we'll be discerning and that we'll think about what we sing about. The songs we sing say a lot about what we believe. So it goes without saying that we also need to periodically evaluate the content, the theology, and the focus of what we're singing. And no, we will not go and look at the negative stuff. Uh, the songs we sing remind us of who God is. They remind us of what He has done for us in the past so that we can also trust Him in the present and hope for the future. Singing songs of worship builds our trust and produces joy in our lives. So this morning, we're going to explore one of the ways that songs can be grouped based on content. And you'll notice that I've chosen some songs, and man, there's so many that we could have uh, chosen, but we can't spend, well, I, there's a limit. There's a trap door that opens at a certain time, and I fall through the floor. Uh, so the first set of songs we're going to sing talk about who God is. Talk about who God is. Uh, the second set of songs will talk about who we are. And then thirdly, songs that express our response to God. How do we respond to God? So we're going to begin by singing a few songs that focus on who God is. The first song we want to sing, and uh, our professional musicians here, 
are going to come up and, and lead us. Uh, we're going to sing the song Apostles' Creed, which talks about our transformation from the old self to the new self. It talks about the fact that actions are actually greater than words. It talks about the importance of love. And I like the reference to the, the veil being torn. Remember, at the crucifixion, the veil in the temple was torn from stem to stern. That separation between us and God was removed. And then notice that the song also at a certain point also incorporates a, a, a corporate perspective. The terminology is we, we, not just I. And the song glorifies God. We are actually singing in this song, we are singing a declaration of faith. So let's, let's sing it together and then think about this declaration of faith that we are singing together. I invite you to stand. I think we need to stand for this one. In this time of desperation When all we know is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe, we believe In this broken generation You help us see There is only one salvation We believe We believe We sing We believe in God the Father We believe in Jesus Christ We believe in the Holy Spirit And He's given us new life we believe in the crucifixion. We believe that he conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And he's coming back again. We
That's powerful. We believe. We sing it together. It's what we believe. And it ends with that hope. He's coming back again. Second song we want to sing this morning is called, Is He Worthy? It also talks about who God is. It talks about Christ's reign, his rule, his return. And I recognize that this song, there's a lot of feeling questions and a lot of answers, and you'll find a lot of questions. Do you feel, how do you feel about this? There's a lot of heavy theology in the song, but it glorifies Christ as the only one who is worthy. So the question, is he worthy? And the answer is, yes, he is worthy. He is the only one who is worthy. So let's sing about who God is. Is he worthy? In youth group, I used to say, uh, I used to give one person the opportunity to decide whether we were going to stand or sit. Maybe I'll, I'll give Leroy that chance today. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. It's all... <laughs> do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do, but do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do, do you wish that you could see it all made new?
Another song that talks about who God is, is uh, should be very familiar to you, Amazing Grace. It was written by John Newton, a former slave trader, who felt tremendous guilt over uh, the profession he had been involved with. And this song comes out of that explanation of his, his repentance and his guilt. And the song talks about my lost condition. It talks about our transformation from being lost and blind to being found and to be able to see. It talks about the role of grace in salvation. Grace, forgiveness, restoration. restoration. It talks about the providence and mercy of God. God is our hope, our shield, our focus. And this song talks about praising God for all eternity. It is truly a universal message of hope and redemption, written by a former slave trader. As we were singing the last song, I could only think about the Jews in the temple singing praises. They sang most of the psalms. And what we sang was our own psalm of praise to God in this temple. 
Let's sing together Amazing Grace. fitness watch is going to close all the rings this morning as you get up and sit down. Uh, this next song, uh, one more song that talks about who God is. What a beautiful name. I can still remember, yeah, I can still remember, and uh, Lester will, will identify with this, I can still remember driving my motorbike from multiple services in Carasso, Nicaragua, um, through the mountain pass, uh, back to Managua. And uh, because of the sulfur from the volcano, the vegetation was kind of dead, and it was eerie, there was fog. And I can remember singing, 
a song like this or a Jesus uh, name above all names um, into my helmet as I drove through that desolate area uh, to keep my courage up. Uh, recognizing also that uh, just about anybody could understand that that foreigner drove through here at that particular time at night every Sunday, and it would be easy pickings. Not to speak of the, the, um, the guy that was intoxicated uh, leaning over the saddle of his uh, horse while the horse brought him home in the fog and all that. And, and, and the singing uh, just kind of kept my courage up as I drove through uh, past the haunted house and made my way down the mountain back to Managua. What a beautiful name. Uh, this song has a strong central focus on Christ. The power of Christ over death, over sin. I do have one slight issue uh, with one line that I wish they would have said differently. There's that line that says, you didn't want heaven without us. Uh, I think they could have said it differently. That sounds a little too man-centered for my liking. I wish they would have said, uh, you're, you're happy to fellowship with us in heaven. Uh, that's part of my processing what we're singing. So let's, uh, let's get up and let's sing What a Beautiful Name, and let's praise our Lord and Savior as we sing.
We've sung about who God is. Now let's sing about who we are. And, and who we are, we have to understand that in relation to who God is. And the first song that I've chosen for us to sing is, Who You Say I Am. Uh, Diane sometimes talks about that soundtrack in the back of her head and, and listening to that. And we listen to that soundtrack till we believe it. Uh, but sometimes that voice is not the one we should be listening to. This song, Who You Say I Am, talks about the effects of salvation. It, again, talks about our transition from darkness to light. It talks about our freedom from bondage to freedom in Christ. It talks about Christ's great love for us and our adoption as his children. It is truly a song of praise. And I guess if there was one criticism that some could level at it is that there is a fair bit of repetition. And some would say maybe excessive repetition, but sometimes you and I need to remind ourselves of something to the point of believing it. So let's stand again and pray, Who you say I am. The bridge of this song is one of those that... Uh, I think at times we can sometimes feel like if I sing this, maybe I'm proud. Because uh, it says, I'm chosen, I'm not forsaken, I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me, I am who you say I am. Sometimes it feels like, maybe, like, do we have the authority to sing this? But it's actually true. We have the authority to say these things because of the work that God has done for us. This morning in our Colossians series, it was, it was we aren't a follower of Jesus because of the things we have done. We, we don't have salvation because of what we have done. It's because of what he has done for us that we can say, I am a child of God.
You may leave this morning thinking, we didn't get a sermon. What's with that, Pastor? Well, you've just sung the sermon. Just so you know, you've just declared the word. And, and maybe you're saying, yeah, but what about application? Well, okay. Our final set of songs is going to focus on our response to God. So this is where you and I get to take what we just sung about who God is and who he says we are, and now we get to respond as well. And so we're going to sing our response to God, starting with the song, Reign in Us. Reign in Us talks about God's sovereignty and his omniscience. I think there's allusions here to Psalm 139, beautiful psalm about God's knowledge of us and how clearly he knows us. God's reign is perfect, it's personal, and it's perpetual. And you and I need his lordship, we need his salvation. This song is our invitation to God's refining work in our lives. God is not a God of chance, he's a God of purpose. And so as we sing, we are singing, reign in us. We need you to reign in us. And boy, that would be so sweet if you could give your free will over the moment you get saved and never have to battle with it again. But this is a daily giving over, a daily choosing to let God reign in us. So if you're able to and want to stand again, let's sing Reign in Us. <clears throat> Search our hearts and purify our lives. 
next song is actually based on Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. Jesus is the object of our worship. The song talks about us worshiping God and why we do it. And I know the song is called 10,000 Reasons. The author actually only gives five. The 10,000 is an obvious exaggeration for effect. But I think when we sing that hymn, Count Your Many Blessings, that list would be pretty long for many of us as well. God's attributes, His holiness, His loving kindness, His great name, His kind heart, His goodness are all mentioned in this song as reasons for praising God and responding to God. So our second last song, let's stand and sing 10,000 Reasons. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul, worship His holy name, sing like this.
For my last song this morning, I've chosen a very simple song, a song of commitment. The song is called, I've Decided to Follow Jesus. I've decided to follow Jesus. I don't know if you can break it down any further than that. You maybe don't know the context of the song, so I'll tell you. Apparently, uh, in northeastern India, there was a tribe where a, a gentleman had accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And the chief of the tribe called him aside and said he was to recant. And he refused. Uh, so he shot his two sons with arrows and they died. And he said, now will you recant? And he said, I have decided to follow Jesus. So he shot his wife and he lay dying. And he said, now will you recant? And he said, no turning back, no turning back. So he shot him. But then this chief thought about what would make a guy lose his kids and his wife and his own life and stay firm. And it impacted the life of that chief and the village afterwards. So this is really a martyr's declaration of commitment. And I suspect that most of us are not contemplating martyrdom. At the same time, it's an invitation for us to declare this morning as well, I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. It's a song of personal commitment. It's a declaration to follow Jesus. It's a declaration of willingness to carry the cross, to refocus from the world to the cross. And it alludes to John 12, 26, where Jesus says, whoever serves me must follow me. So it's, it's, it's an example of what we call decision theology or free will. You get to choose. You, you choose whether you are for him or against him. So let's uh, stand one more time and we'll sing, I have decided to follow Jesus.
So I invite you to think about what songs you can sing to help build your faith and your joy in this season. I trust that you think about who God is and then who you are in relation to him as his chosen and adopted child. And that you're able to respond to him in love, trust, and commitment. That you're able to sing, I've decided to follow Jesus. I surrender all, no turning back. It is wonderful that we get to do that in community. We get to do that together. We get to encourage and support one another. I recognize that there are speed bumps along this road of life. There are potholes. There are challenges. But he will never leave us nor forsake us. He goes with us. And so we can trust him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we have sung about your greatness this morning. And we've also acknowledged who we are in relationship to you. And then we have uh, tried to sing about our own commitment and response to you. Our desire to follow you. Our desire to surrender to you our desire to live in covenant relationship with you. And we know that we can't do that without each other. We know that we certainly can't do that without the help of the Holy Spirit. So we ask that you would continue to fill us with your Spirit, that you would continue to walk with us and empower us. And then help us to see those around us that need a word of encouragement, need your love. Help us to be that light. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit go with us until he comes. In Jesus' name, amen. 